George Affleck in for Mike Smith. Hope you're enjoying your holiday Monday, BC Day. Coming up on the show in the last hour, we'll be talking to Kim Bolin from Vancouver Sun, the crime reporter there, about the Kelowna shooting, and she'll fill us in on what's going on there and what that's all about. We'll also be talking, you may have heard it on the news, about this uh, Instagram risk-taking in BC Hydro. We'll talk to an expert about what people are thinking. Why are they doing this? Are they making money off this? In this hour, in the last half of the hour, we'll be talking about coyotes, and we'll talk to a, a coyote expert about what's going on in Stanley Park and you know what we need to do about that that might not be getting done now but first we got Keith Baldry here who's been off for a week he abandoned me last week he's back now he's a legislative bureau chief uh, for global and he's with me hey Keith hey George so you got Kim Bolin on later here's a little known trivia fact Kim Bolin and I began our careers on the very same day at the Vancouver Sun back in May of 1984 We, we were both summer students at the Sun and, uh, of course, she's gone on to great glory as the, the top crime reporter in Canada. <laughs> you both have gone on to great glory. And that's, that's <laughs> why you're here, Keith. And uh, we missed you last week. So thanks for coming back this week. I appreciate it. Uh, yeah. Let's get right into it. Uh, did you have a good time, by the way? Did you have some time off? You, you're always working. I know you seem to work seven days a week. Yeah, I actually took three days off last week. Uh, I didn't file for, for Global or uh, NW, but uh, even when you take time off right now, yeah. you never really take time off as a journalist. You know, the phone keeps ringing. You know, I'm still talking to cabinet ministers and health officials on a daily basis, even though I may not be filing for, for TV or radio. Yeah, I keep your finger on what's going on up there. So let's start with the Delta variant. Uh, we talked earlier about uh, this, and you know, it's, it's taking over uh, everything here in mm-hmm. BC, and it's a real problem. It's a problem right around the world, and B.C. is no exception. We should not think we're immune to what's happening in other jurisdictions where the Delta variant is really hitting uh, largely non-vaccinated people, non-completely vaccinated people. Uh, it's about uh, 2 to 4% of people in B.C. who've been uh, vaccinated are getting the virus, but the vast majority are people who are unvaccinated, 76%. As of uh, between mid-June and mid-July, 76% of the people um, who test positive for COVID-19 have had no doses. About 18 to 20% have had one dose. Uh, you know, 2 to 4% have had two doses. But the Delta variant is so much more serious a concern because it's so much more contagious than mm-hmm. other variants of concern. And that's why we're seeing a huge spike in numbers. In the interior, that's what's driving the numbers right now. We're not getting a case count today from uh, Center for Disease Control or Dr. Bonnie Henry. We are going to get one tomorrow, and it will be four days' worth of cases, and the number could be staggering to some people. It's, it could be in excess of 1,000 cases reported tomorrow, li- likely at least around 800. And most of those will be in the interior where the vaccination rates are so low compared to elsewhere. I mean, Vancouver Coastal is 85 90% people with one dose and fortunately 70% with two doses. Uh, young people in the interior in their 20s yeah. and 30s down to like 60, 65 percent in uh, in a lot of areas. It's so weird because I mean here, uh, you know, my kids are in their 20s and teens. You know, they, they're excited about getting their mm-hmm. vaccine where I am. But and also you look at the interior and we had that big announcement last week about a strategic approach. You know, localizing their the approach for for the health health authorities, but. You know, the Kelowna area and the Okanagan, I think, is also impacted maybe by uh, Alberta visitors. I mean, you look what's going on in Alberta, completely different approach. Yeah, and it's going to be interesting to see in the weeks ahead. As you mentioned, there is a special push on now to get uh, people in the interior and the north vaccinated, particularly younger people. I mean, your kids and my kids, you know, 20-year-old mm-hmm. and, and the island and Vancouver Coastal, the vaccination rate for that age cohort is 
over 85%, Mm -hmm. which is fantastic. It's not the same in the interior where it's 65%. That does not even come close to achieving herd immunity. So I've got a column out today speculating that if uh, we don't see a big push in numbers in that age group in the interior and the north in the coming weeks, I wonder whether Dr. Henry will move to a new public health order that does uh, bring in either incentives or disincentives, such as we see in France and Israel, mm-hmm. where you're basically not allowed to do things unless you're, you're fully vaccinated, at least one dose. And that means perhaps not being allowed to go to restaurants and bars and nightclubs and movie theaters or fitness studios. Because if those numbers don't get up soon, I don't think she has any other choice than to take those extraordinary steps. I really don't like the incentive idea. I prefer, you know, the punishment in some way. It's like mm, giving him like I lotteries agree. and cash. Uh, it seems because then it makes people who got the vaccine go, well, I'm just going to wait. I'll just wait yep. to get the next time there's a thing. I'm going to until the government pays me. And we don't want to create that kind of mentality. No. I agree with you, George. I'd rather have the the vaccination passport idea that you need to show you've been Mm -hmm. vaccinated before you can do things, rather than, you know, throwing $100 at someone. Yeah, because you saw that worked really well in France when they said, no coffee shops for you, and it's like a million people the next day. All right, give me my shot. I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. They had protests with it, and we, we would have protests here, but I think... The alternative is not to have many people vaccinated. I just don't think that can be allowed to happen if the Delta variant continues just to, you know, course through the veins of the community. Yeah. I was watching an interview with a guy about uh, the vaccination process and and that whole incentive program. And he kind of likened it, you know, we have to think about how smoking, how we dealt with cigarette smoking and how it was, you know, started with, it it was never incentive based. It was always based on slowly bringing in things to punish, you know, people like taxes and, and slowly you get to the number you want to get to and he says you know obviously covid's a bit different than smoking but uh punishment and and rewards is always a balance and and i think mm-hmm. that we'll see how we'll see how it goes but it seems like every jurisdiction is doing it differently and and uh, and and we'll see what happens mm-hmm. let's move on to the federal election because it's happening but it's mm-hmm. not happening it's it seems like we thought i thought we'd be announced by now but nothing yet well, I think uh, speculation, a lot of people seizing on two dates, August 8th and August 16th, seem to be the two buzz dates, buzzwords out there for, mm-hmm. the, for uh, the election to begin. Certainly, we're seeing a flurry of uh, activity and spending on the oh, federal yeah. government's part. Uh, we had, I think, on one day, five ministers out in Metro Vancouver last mm-hmm. week, including Krisha Freeland, throwing money around, you know, mm-hmm. making announcements. Uh, I think the Prime Minister will take some downtime off with his family and then come back and uh, and, and go in. issue the writ. I think he's going to take advantage, trying to take advantage of the fact that in August it'll be very hard for Aaron O'Toole or Jagmeet Singh to get a lot of airtime, a lot mm-hmm. of uh, public not really paying attention to serious things. Uh, and then uh, have a vote sometime in late September, just not enough, enough time for O'Toole to really gain some momentum out there and take advantage of some pretty good polling numbers. On the other hand, uh, history, the historical landscape is littered with governments that uh, fail <laughs> to win majorities because they call an election when one is not really needed. John Horgan rolled the dice last fall. It came up uh, yeah. uh, pretty good for him, and other incumbent premiers have done that. So we'll see if uh, Justin Trudeau can um, take advantage of that. One thing that's developed, though, when talk to our pollster Daryl Bricker of Ipsos has pointed out that for months, 
and months, the top issue, top of mind issue for people has been handling the COVID pandemic. Mm-hmm. That has ebbed a bit uh, mm-hmm. because as the pandemic starts to fade a little bit, although, we, you know, we could see this fourth wave come back, which will put a top of mind again. Other issues are starting to sort of rise to the fore, and that may not be as good for Trudeau as, uh, as long as, as uh, COVID being central to everybody. Well, you saw a sense of those announcements that they made, the multiple announcements in Vancouver. There were seemingly two themes. One was housing, the other was transportation. It seemed like they were narrowing in on what they know people in this region really are talking about. And those seem to always be, certainly housing is always the number one issue uh, for as long as I can remember in politics here, uh, certainly in the lower mainland, and to win back those seats. But you're right. I wonder if they they end up being exactly where they started, you know, another minority, exact same, because incumbents always do well. I mean, they don't, you know, it's it can usually, it's tough to beat an incumbent if you're not completely upset with them. So it was unusual with Horgan that he beat out a few incumbents, but there were also a lot of people left. Uh, So if all the exact same people are running across Canada, uh, it's likely that that could end up exactly where we started. Yeah, I think uh, a majority is by no means a certainty for Justin Trudeau. I mean, I still think he's going to win the most seats, but you're right. He may be denied uh, majority status. I, I would not count out the NDP and Jagmeet Singh, where you know they can take advantage of a popular provincial government here in BC mm-hmm. and hang on to their seats that the Liberals would like to poach or even pick up a couple uh, from the Conservatives that the Liberals think that they've got in their in their pocket. Uh, and that can happen in Ontario as well. So, uh, you know, Joe Wiesing's a pretty good campaigner. I've seen him on the hustings. He's, uh, yeah. He connects with people. I would not count out the NDP in terms of uh, doing of a little better than people expect. And he would do better at the expense of Trudeau. Because I think the NDP has the chance to gain a lot of anti-government votes that might normally go the conservative way. But that party's in such bad straits right now. Yeah. I can see a lot of anti-government, anti-Trudeau people saying, well, I'm not going to vote for Aaron O'Toole, you know, I'll throw my lot in with uh, Jagmeet Singh and the NDP. <laughs> well, and, and you think about some of those areas, and, and, and but the thing is, Horgan's not been particularly helpful to the NDP federally. He's been buddy-buddy with uh, the yeah. Prime Minister. So that's not helping him. What about, speaking of, uh, you know, leaders, BC, Renee Merrifield looks like to go for a BC yeah, leader. Yeah, the leadership. MLA from Kelowna. Yeah. Uh, she just tweeted moments ago that uh, saying, Happy BC Day. I look forward to meeting all of you in every corner of the province. <laughs> Which is not something a, a Kelowna MLA would put out there uh, as part of their duty. Right. They don't go to every corner of the province. But someone running for the leadership can. I think there's a website already set up. So she doesn't seem to have a hard launch here for her leadership, but there seems to be some wheels in motion uh, to put her into the race that uh, would be up against Ellis Ross, Mike Lee, Vancouver, and, of course, Kevin Falcon, mm-hmm. uh, who's already uh, in the game. So it's, uh, this race is going to take a while to heat up. You know, it's, yeah. it's, Nothing's going to happen over the summer, not much in the fall in terms of public stuff. But uh, as we get towards that February vote, it's going to be quite interesting to see who's going to take the helm for that party. They've got a lot of rebuilding work to do, and it's going to be a, a tough task for whoever wins the leadership. But it'll be interesting to see Maryfield in there. George Affleck for Mike Smith today, and my guest uh, right now is Keith Baldry, Global BC's Legislative Bureau Chief. And we're taking your calls or your questions for Keith on anything related to the BC government, whether COVID, or you want to give us your opinions on that kind of stuff. Uh, 604-280-9898, star 9898 on your cell. 604-280-9898. We've got uh, Benny from Abbotsford. Go ahead, Benny. Yeah, I've been calling for consequences on this radio station for months for people that refuse to take the vaccine shots. Uh, It's now been proven 
that that all these specialist doctors have said those people that are unvaccinated are going to get very sick and end in the hospital and i'm glad that dr bonnie henry has now come up with certain consequences and minister dicks the same way people need to smarten up and get vaccinated so we can get back to norm a normal way of living all right, Benny, thanks very much. Keith, you know what? He brings up a point about uh, Dr. Bonnie Henry getting tougher, but she's not getting as tough as perhaps some people might like. No, she never has. I mean, she's always a pro- uh, um, sort of favored the carrots over the stick approach. Mm-hmm. But I think what she's done to Central Okanagan, a very narrow, geographically defined uh, pl- uh, approach, which really only affects a small number of towns, Kelowna, West Kelowna, and Peachland, is an example that uh, she will use the stick uh, at times. I mean, r- restaurants and bars and service industries have been put on notice in those towns that they are going to be faced with rigid monitoring and enforcement to ensure that no one's breaking the rules. There's a new mandatory mask-wearing policy for indoor public areas, and I think you will see a crackdown on businesses being forced to shut down if they don't uh, uh, obey the rules because the virus continues to surge out of control. There, I just again looked at this morning. Nine thousand people are in hospital in Florida right now. Yeah, uh, the most at ever since the, even before vaccines, which is an example of what, just what the Delta variant can do to you. We have a lag factor with hospitalizations, so our hospital numbers will start to creep up, and, and they have crept up in the last week, and will continue to creep up in the next two weeks. And I, I think we're going to have to keep a nervous eye on that. Yeah, but granted, I think Florida's vaccination rate's at 60% or uh, so. Yeah, it's no, way very low, very compared. Low. So it'll be interesting to see how Alberta fares with a similar approach and see if there, you know, there's a spike. Well, you know, Fort St. John, 57%. Dawson Creek, 53%. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Nelson, Nelson and Creston in the 60%. So, I mm-hmm. mean, there are many towns in VC that have very low vaccination numbers, and hopefully the Delta variant doesn't get into them. we got Dale from Kamloops. Go ahead, Dale. Hi, Keith. Yeah, yep. go ahead, Dale. Yeah, hi. Um, I'm one of the people that are sitting on the fence right now. You know, I've seen, you know, scientists from different venues, mainstream, whatever stream, you know, pointing out their science. I'm not a scientist, so I'm not about to say, ah, here's the truth. For me right now, I guess the only facts I kind of know that aren't, aren't disputed is that vaccinated people can get it, can carry it, uh, um, and can uh, transmit it, maybe at a lower rate than the vaccinated. I'm not sure what that rate is. It's still kind of early to see that. Uh, England had 40% of people vaccinated uh, come down with COVID. I think Australia had 141 cases of vaccinated with COVID. So it can happen. Um, I would just like to see, um, you know, those that would choose, and I might choose other way. I'm not sure. I'm still looking. But, you know, if a person wants to be unvaccinated, fair enough. If it's only 20% of the population, they want to take that risk. The, the people vaccinated, all right, Dale. So, you know, Keith, one of the things I had, I had uh, Dr. Bonnie on last week, and so clearly Dale's not vaccinated, but one of the things she talked a bit about, and I talked to other people, is you can't do hard sell on this stuff with guys like Dale. You got to be subtle. You got to educate them, help them understand, know the data. You know, what do you say to a guy like Dale and people out there? Yeah, stop researching. <laughs> mm-hmm. Don't go to these obscure websites or these quack doctors who think that they've got the science behind them. You've got to learn to trust your health authorities. You, you trust them when you get antibiotics. You trust when, when you go to your doctor and get a prescription. You don't read the fine print to say, oh, I'm not sure about that particular brand of antibiotic. I think I'll want something else. You don't apply that to a lot of other 
uh, things you do in terms of accessing health care. The advice, the strong advice and recommendation is to get back to it. I invite Dale to take, if you want to start looking at research and media, take a look at what's going on in the States and some mm-hmm. of the first-hand accounts of people who say they wish they had they been vaccinated be, because it's too late for them. There's yeah. a heartbreaking story last week of a doctor in Alabama having to tell people in the ICU. It's too late. Uh, it's too late for you. We yep. can't do anything for you now and just watch them die. So, you know, it's better if you're hesitant about the vaccine, get the vaccine right. because the outcome is going to be far better than if you get COVID-19. Thanks, Keith. Appreciate right. you being here. Take care. We'll talk to you again.